0: Hi, I'm Jeffrey, and welcome back to Night Falls. Come, settle in for tonight's calming meditation and soothing. Bedtime story. As always, don't worry if you fall asleep before the end. You can drift off whenever you're ready. Come, warm your hands by the fireside tonight as we hear of the mystery that has been puzzling villagers of quaint Clover Bridge for some three centuries. Tonight, As Sophie and her husband embark on their next chapter in Cozy Rose Cottage, their new home reveals to them, just as Nightfalls did to me, that not all treasure is made of gold. Before we begin, here's a quick word from our valued sponsors, who make this free content possible. in just two taps on both Apple Podcasts, or via the Supercast link found in the show notes for all other podcast players. Your sleep will thank you for it, and so will I. Before we begin this evening's tale, let's take a moment to wind down and relax. Come to a comfortable position And when you're ready, allow your eyes to gently drift closed. Tonight, take a little time to clear your mind as you draw a deep breath in through your nose, and out through your mouth. Each in-breath washes away the chaos of the day, and every out-breath, as the thoughts that trouble you and keep you awake to raining from your body. Breathe in and out. Inhale and exhale. Welcome each cleansing cycle of your breath a little deeper into your body. And when your mind is finally quiet, take a moment to simply be. Let your breath wash ever so effortlessly in and out as you settle back into your body and embrace the peace of the present moment. If you find that thoughts of the day still cross your mind from time to time tonight, know that that's okay. It's natural for your body to protect you by trying to keep your mind alert. Simply acknowledge those intrusive thoughts, draw a deep breath in, and remind yourself that you are safe, that you have time to rest tonight. As you exhale, allow yourself to settle back into a state of relaxation. Now, if you're feeling ready, tonight's story can begin. It was a bright, sunny morning in June when Sophie and Peter Summers arrived in the quaint village of Clover Bridge. They held hands as they stood in front of their new home, Rose Cottage. The sun shone brightly over the thatched roof, making the straw look like woven gold. The timber-framed windows were painted a deep shade of chestnut and the soft white of the exterior walls added to the enchanted feel of the cottage. Pink roses bloomed abundantly on the trellis that arched over the wooden front door. An aged stone path ran through the tidy garden. Lavender plants lined the side of it. A soft breeze caught the scent of the lavender and carried the delightful fragrance towards the couple. Sophie turned to her husband of 30 years and asked if they'd made the right decision by moving to Rose Cottage. He gently squeezed her hand gave her a loving smile and said they had definitely made the right decision and a wonderful adventure lay ahead of them. He reassured her it had been time to leave their family home behind. Their children had grown and flown the nest, even though they kept coming back home now and again. The family home was too big for them and they both knew it had been time to start the next chapter in their lives. Sophie nodded and agreed with his words. She knew he was right. Even so, she couldn't help a small sigh from escaping. She told Peter everything was so unfamiliar. The village was new to them, she didn't know anyone yet. She didn't even know what time the village shop opened. What if she needed tea bags at eight o'clock in the morning? Would the village shop be open at that time? Or was it one of those peculiar shops that only opened a few days a week? Sophie said, Tea bags, Peter, what will I do without my tea bags? Peter put his arms around Sophie and gave her a comforting hug. He said he would make it his mission to ensure they would never, ever run out of tea bags. With a twinkle in his eyes, he added, I will fill a kitchen cupboard to the brim with tea bags. You will never go without them, I promise. As for not knowing anyone, that won't last long. You're friendly and sociable, and people love talking to you. I'm certain you'll soon know all there is to know about this village and its occupants. Sophie gave him a gentle push and asked if he was calling her nosy. Peter kissed the tip of her nose and said, Not nosy, just delightfully curious and it was one of the things he loved about her. To Sophie's surprise, Peter swiftly picked her up and said he was going to carry her across the threshold of their new home. But you're back, Sophie protested. Peter said he'd be fine, and she was as light as a feather. He confidently carried Sophie along the garden path, He opened the door and crossed over the threshold of Rose Cottage with his wife in his arms. Sophie sighed again. This time, it was in pure happiness. She'd forgotten how beautiful the cottage was and how unique the original features were, especially the exposed open beams that ran through the downstairs rooms. Sophie rested her head against Peter's chest and said, This feels like a happy home. I wonder who lived here before us? An unfamiliar voice from behind them said, I can tell you that. Sophie quickly extracted herself from her husband's arms and jumped to the floor. She turned around to see who had spoken. A young woman stood in the open doorway basket in her hand. She was wearing a floral dress and open-toed sandals. Her dark, blonde hair was swept up in a ponytail. The woman looked about the same age as their eldest daughter, Ellen. She introduced herself and said her name was Chloe, and she lived next door in Lilac Cottage with her husband. Three cats, and two rabbits. She had lived in the village all her life and worked as a teacher at the primary school. Chloe said there isn't anyone in the village I don't know. She smiled, except you two, but I hope we'll get to know each other soon. I won't keep you because you've got a busy day ahead of you. I hope you don't mind, but I've made you a flask of tea and put a light lunch together in case you don't get time to make yourselves a meal today. She held the basket out to them. Sophie was touched by the young woman's kindness and took the offered basket with thanks. She invited Chloe in, but the young woman shook her head and said she'd leave them to get on. But if there was anything they needed, she was only next door. Sophie's curiosity had been piqued by Chloe's remark about who lived in the cottage before them, and she asked for more information. Before answering, something caught Chloe's attention, and she glanced along the road. When she turned back to Sophie, she said, I can see your removal van heading this way. We can have a chat later about this cottage, but one thing I can tell you is that a great mystery surrounds it something that has puzzled the village for years. Sophie's face lit up, and she said she loved a good mystery. Chloe smiled again. Perhaps you'll be the one to solve it. I'll catch up with you later. Do call around if you need anything. She waved and walked away along the path. Peter grinned at the happy expression on his wife's face. Not only had she made a new friend, but there was also a mystery to solve too. He didn't need to ask how she was feeling, because the joy shone brightly in her beautiful brown eyes. The removal van trundled into view and stopped outside Rose Cottage. There wasn't time for any talk of a mystery, and the couple were kept busy for hours as they helped the removal men Put their myriad of belongings into the right rooms. When the last of their belongings had been brought into the house, Sophie and Peter thanked the removal company and waved as the van drove away. Sophie closed the door and looked at the boxes that awaited them. There were a lot of them. Despite downsizing before the move, they seemed to still have an extraordinary amount of belongings. They decided to open the boxes which contained the necessary items and deal with the rest the following day. As they settled down to sleep later on, Sophie's thoughts went to the mystery surrounding Rose Cottage and she wondered about the mystery. She voiced her thoughts and asked Peter if he thought someone mysterious had once stayed there, a recluse, Who'd closed the curtains and kept the doors locked whilst they worked on a secret project? Or maybe a member of the royal family had visited, but it had been kept a secret. On the other hand, it could be something to do with the building itself. Perhaps there was a rumour about a hidden passageway, but no one had ever found it. Sophie asked Peter what he thought about it all but her lovely husband was already asleep. She kissed him on the cheek and settled down in the comfy bed. They both slept well and woke early the following day. After breakfast, Peter headed out of the door. He was starting his new job as a postman and was looking forward to it. Sophie called after him and asked him to make inquiries about the mystery of Rose Cottage he waved, and said he'd try his best, but was certain she would discover more than him before the end of the day. Sophie donned her apron and busied herself making a batch of cupcakes. She loved baking, and the sense of calm and contentment it brought her made her feel at peace. She had a dream to set up her own bakery one day, It was a dream Peter encouraged her to go after. He told her dreams came true all the time. Later on, she placed the finished cupcakes in the basket that Chloe had given them. She checked her appearance and left Rose Cottage. She walked down the path and saw Chloe sitting on a bench in the front garden of the house next door. Chloe smiled and called out a cheery hello. Sophie walked towards her, held up the basket, and thanked her for the provisions yesterday which had kept them going throughout the removal process. Sophie gave the basket to Chloe and advised she'd brought her some cupcakes as a thank-you gift. Chloe looked at the cupcakes and said they looked delicious. And would Sophie like to stay for a cup of tea? Sophie never said no to a cup of tea. She took a seat on the sun-warmed bench. Chloe asked how she took her tea, and then went inside to make it. Three cats appeared from beneath the bushes and wandered over to Sophie. Two of them gave her dismissive looks and returned to the bushes. One of them, with pale ginger fur, jumped onto Sophie's knee and settled herself in her lap. Sophie smiled and gently stroked the cat. The animal purred and fell asleep. Chloe returned with a tray. Steam rose from two mugs. On the tray was a plate that contained four of the cupcakes Sophie had made. Chloe laughed and said, I see you've met Strawberry Bonbon. Yes, I know that's a peculiar name, but she loves it and won't answer to anything else. The other cats are somewhere in the garden. There is a pale yellow one called Lemon Drop and a black and white one named Humbug. Chloe sat down, placed the tray between them, and handed a mug to Sophie. Sophie took a sip and pronounced the tea to be perfect. They spoke for a while about their lives and interests. They had a lot in common, especially mysteries, and were avid fans of Agatha Christie. Their talk naturally fell to the subject of Rose Cottage and the mystery Chloe had alluded to the previous day. Chloe began to explain how the village had been founded over 300 years ago, and at first only a small collection of houses were built, including Rose Cottage and the house that Chloe lived in. The first settlers worked together to construct the buildings using whatever skills they had. Clover Bridge soon became a popular place to visit, and more houses were needed by which time the early settlers had honed their building skills. Some had even set up businesses, including two cousins called William Wainwright and Elizabeth Carter. They were talented carpenters who had lived in the village about 150 years ago. William and Elizabeth decided to add a signature trademark to their creations a small carved animal. Sometimes it would be obvious where the animal was, and at other times the small animal would be slightly concealed within the piece they had made. Sophie said, Oh, is it something similar to what the famous craftsman Robert Thompson did? He added a wooden mouse to his creations. I saw some of his things on an episode of The Antiques Roadshow once. Chloe nodded and said William put a carved rabbit on his work, and Elizabeth added a cat. She gave the snoozing cat on Sophie's lap a fond look and explained how many people in the village had those animals as pets as a nod to the talented carpenters of the past. Sophie heard the cat purring softly, She wouldn't take any convincing to have a cat as a pet. She quite liked rabbits as well. She made a mental note to discuss the matter with Peter later. He loved animals as much as she did. Perhaps there would be a couple of four-legged additions to their family soon. Chloe told Sophie about the items the two carpenters made. Not only did they make items of furniture, but they also created doors and window frames also, some of which could be seen in the older properties in the village. When Sophie asked for more details, Chloe told her about the intricately carved pews in the church and an elegant bookcase in the post office that was proudly on display. There was a large grandfather clock in the hall of the school where Chloe worked. It needed winding every day at noon, and the children took it in turns to wind the old brass lever at the base of the antique. It had been made by Elizabeth, and the children loved the carving of the small cat that lay curled at the bottom of the clock face. Chloe stopped talking and reached for one of the cupcakes. It was vanilla-flavored and topped with a swirl of lemon cream. She took a bite and closed her eyes in happiness. When she opened them again, she asked Sophie where she got the cupcakes from. Blushing slightly, Sophie admitted she'd made them herself that morning. Because she already felt she could confide in her new friend, Sophie told Chloe about her dreams to become a full-time baker and to one day own a bakery. With a dismissive wave of her hands, Sophie said it was just a dream, and she didn't have the slightest idea about how to make it happen. Chloe said those were the best kind of dreams. And based on the delicious cupcake in her hand, Sophie had a talent that needed to be shared with the world, or at least, the lucky recipients in Clover Bridge. Chloe went on to say if Sophie wanted to take the first steps towards her dream, Chloe would happily recommend Sophie to her friends and family. And Chloe said with a grin, if you need a guinea pig to test your baked goods, You know where I live." Sophie's heart filled with warmth at the young woman's kindness, and she said she'd like that very much and thanked her. Chloe picked up another cupcake and got lost in the deliciousness of it. Sophie cradled her hands around the mug of tea and thought about the talented carpenters who had lived in the village all those years ago. Her thoughts returned to Robert Thompson and his creations. He’d been given the nickname “Mouse Man because of his unique trademark. It was said the first carved mouse came about following a conversation with someone he had worked with. As they chatted together during some work they were undertaking in a church, the expression “As poor as a church mouse was mentioned and Robert decided to carve a little mouse into the item he was making. When he saw the finished article, he liked how the mouse looked and decided to incorporate it into every piece he made. Other carpenters followed suit over the years and included a variety of sculpted animals on their work, including squirrels, foxes, and seahorses. Chloe finished her second cupcake and pushed the rest of them away, in case she was tempted to eat any more. Sophie looked towards her new home and wondered if any antiques lay inside it. She hadn't noticed any carved animals on any furniture, but she hadn't known about the existence of the local carpenters until a short while ago. Sophie asked Chloe if there were any items in Rose Cottage that had been made by William or Elizabeth. Ah, now this is where the mystery lies, Chloe said. As it's an old building, people assumed the cousins would have provided furniture for it and made searches throughout the building. But nothing was ever found, so it was assumed Rose Cottage didn't have anything made by the carpenters. But, about 80 years ago, a note was discovered that had been written by William and Elizabeth, who confirmed carved objects were hidden somewhere in the cottage. This set off a fresh search, but nothing has been found. Perhaps the objects were uncovered years ago, and the finder kept quiet about them and took them when they moved. But there is still hope in the village that the treasure remains and it will be found one day. The note is in the village hall. The hall's open today, so you can have a look at it. Sophie said it was quite the mystery, and asked if Chloe had searched inside Rose Cottage. Chloe nodded and said just about everyone in the village had at one time or another. Everyone was convinced they would be the one to find the hidden treasure. Sophie asked what the treasure was, exactly. With a shrug, Chloe replied, no one knew. It could be anything, and that only added to the intriguing mystery. The young woman gave Sophie a considered look and said, perhaps you will be the one to find the treasure. I have a good feeling about you, and it's not just because you make the best cupcakes I've ever tasted. Are you up for the challenge? Do you think you can solve the mystery of Rose Cottage? Sophie said she would certainly try, and she'd start by looking at that note in the village hall. Chloe said she'd love to go with her, but she had her schoolwork to mark. Before Sophie left, Chloe invited her into her home and showed her a wooden bookcase that had been made by William Wainwright. It was exquisite and had a carved rabbit scampering up the outside of the bookcase. Chloe took a fruit bowl from the cupboard and said Elizabeth Carter had made it. She tipped it over and pointed to the tiny cat that lay curled at the bottom of the bowl. It was so small that Sophie would never have noticed it on her own if the hidden items inside Rose Cottage were that small, she would have trouble finding them. But that potential problem didn't deter Sophie at all, and she was eager to get started. After saying goodbye to Chloe, Sophie headed towards the village hall. The notice board outside confirmed a toddler's playgroup was in session. As soon as Sophie opened the door to the hall, the delightful sounds of young children at play filled the air. Their carefree laughter and the patter of tiny feet running across the wooden floor became louder as she entered the hall. The noises brought back a wealth of heartwarming memories to Sophie, causing a soft smile to settle on her face. Her thoughts went to her children, They'd already been in touch several times over the last few days to ask how the move was going. Sophie imagined what they would say when she told them about the mystery she was looking into. She knew they wouldn't be at all surprised. A woman with a little boy on her lap smiled over at Sophie and asked if she could help her. The toddler gazed unblinkingly at Sophie in that direct way that young children have. Sophie explained how she'd recently moved to the village and had heard about the mystery of Rose Cottage. The woman laughed lightly and said, Yes, everyone knew about the mystery. Some other people in the hall overheard their conversation and moved over to Sophie. They welcomed her to the village and invited her to take a seat. As if by magic, someone produced a cup of tea and handed it to Sophie. She repeated what she'd said earlier about moving there and the hidden treasure in her cottage, and everyone nodded in understanding. Some of them had found concealed carvings inside their homes over the years and told Sophie about them. Someone explained how they'd found a false panel at the back of a wardrobe, and when the panel was pulled back, a small money box was revealed. Perfectly sculptured rabbit lay on its lid. Someone else told her about a doorstop that had a carved cat hidden inside it, and another person described how he'd moved a couple of loose bricks in the fireplace and discovered a small bookend inside. That had a sleeping rabbit on it. There were also tales of hollowed-out stairs and hidden drawers beneath windowsills. Photographs were produced of the found items. As Sophie admired the intricate carvings, she became more determined to find whatever lay inside her new home, if, indeed, there was anything. As if sensing her thoughts, one of the dads explained how Rose Cottage had been inspected thoroughly over the years. He even remembered going there on a school trip once, because the new head teacher at the school owned the cottage at that time, and he wanted the mystery to be solved by the school. The children had been overcome with excitement at the thought of uncovering hidden treasure. They didn't find any wooden items. But the thoughtful head teacher had planted lots of gold wrapped chocolate coins around the cottage for the children to find. One of the mums took Sophie over to the famous note that had been left by William and Elizabeth and explained the note had been discovered inside a hollowed out bedpost 82 years ago. Sophie hoped the note would contain a cryptic clue that could be worked out. But there weren't any clues at all in the note. The words were inked on slightly yellowed paper, and the message was written by two different hands. The first part of the note was scribed by William, and he advised one of his carved objects was in a safe place inside Rose Cottage. Elizabeth had stated her item was in the same place as her cousin's, No indication was given at all as to their location. Sophie thanked everyone for their help and returned to Rose Cottage. She closed the front door and leaned against it. She looked along the hallway and silently willed the house to give up its secrets. She walked from room to room and wondered where she would hide something if she were a skilled carpenter. Would the items be small or something large that everyone had overlooked? Sophie walked slowly around the cottage again and gave everything a long look. Occasionally, she would push or pull on a piece of furniture to see if there were any hidden drawers within. When that didn't work, she began leaning on walls at various points. After that, she started to place her weight on different areas of the floor, hoping to cause a secret doorway to open. But, despite her best attempts, nothing was revealed. She decided to put the matter to one side and do some cleaning instead. Rose Cottage had been empty for six months, the a light layer of dust covered the surfaces. She pulled on her cleaning gloves, filled a bucket with hot, soapy water, got to work. She started with the exposed beams that ran through the ceilings. They were her favorite part of the cottage. Sophie stood on a stepladder beneath the beam nearest to the front window. She climbed up and noticed small holes in the beams that had been made by nails. She knew people used to hang brass carvings on them and smiled at the thought of people putting their treasured brasses up there. She dipped a cloth into the water, wrung out the excess liquid, and then began to clean the beams. As she got further along, Sophie noticed one of the old nails was still in place. She tried to prise the nail out. As she twisted it to the left, Sophie heard a slight click. She became still. Had she really heard that noise, or was it wishful thinking? She twisted the nail back and then turned it to the left again click. With hope in her heart, Sophie pressed gently on the area beneath the nail. A small drawer smoothly slid from the beam. Inside it were two perfectly carved animals. One was a rabbit. The other one was a cat. Sophie had already seen similar items in Chloe's house so she knew who had made these, William Wainwright and Elizabeth Carter. Sophie laughed out loud whilst shaking her head in disbelief. She had found the hidden items, and quite by accident, too. The front door opened and her wonderful husband entered the room. Seeing the big smile on her face, He asked if she'd found the items that were rumoured to be inside Rose Cottage. His new colleagues had told him all about them. Sophie nodded, unable to stop smiling. She quickly told him what she'd done, and said she didn't dare touch the objects with her bare hands. She felt the need for white cloth gloves, like the ones experts used, but she only had her washing-up gloves. Sophie asked Peter to call around to Chloe's house and tell her about the find and invite her over. Perhaps Chloe would know what to do with the carvings. Peter grinned and said he would. Jovially, he added, would you like me to invite the whole village to come here too? Sophie said, yes, that was a wonderful idea, They would want to see the precious items. Sophie stayed right where she was until Chloe came into the house. From the look on Chloe's face, Sophie knew Peter had told her the amazing news. With an air of silent reverence, Sophie swapped places with Chloe. As the young woman climbed the stepladder and gazed in wonder at the uncovered items, She asked Sophie to tell her about everything that had happened, a step-by-step account, and to not leave a single detail out. Sophie told Chloe everything and even mimicked climbing up the stepladder and noticing the nail holes as she cleaned the beam. Chloe broke into a huge grin and said the mystery had finally been solved. They agreed to leave the carved animals where they were until everyone had seen them. Then they would organize for someone from the council to collect the precious artifacts and put them somewhere safe. A noise outside made Sophie glance towards the window. People from the village were making their way towards Rose Cottage, expectant looks on their faces. Chloe saw them too and offered to put the kettle on for the visitors. Sophie thanked her and said there were some cupcakes in the kitchen too, if Chloe could put them on a plate. The two women grinned at each other and then instinctively hugged. Chloe said she was so glad it had been Sophie who had solved the mystery. Chloe went into the kitchen, and Sophie walked over to the front door and opened it wide to welcome the visitors. She recognized some of them from the toddler's playgroup at the hall. Before long, Sophie was eagerly repeating the story of her discovery. People were amazed, and one by one, they climbed the step ladder and gazed upon the wondrous items. Once they'd seen the carvings, people stayed for tea and cupcakes. They fell into general conversation and found out more about Sophie and Peter's lives. And Sophie and Peter discovered more about the friendly villagers. Sophie couldn't stop smiling. It was wonderful having visitors in a house that already felt like home. This was going to be the start of a wonderful new adventure for Peter and her. And maybe, just maybe, there would be more mysteries for Sophie to solve in the picturesque village of Clover Rich.